Is he great this morning? He's great and he's greatly to be praised.
Shackled by a heavy burden Neath the load of guilt and shame In the hand of Jesus
but sometimes God speaks in different manners. He may tell a pastor to have someone preach. He may tell you to go to church when you've never been. He may close one door and open another that you didn't see. He may move in strange ways, and I just hope the song minister. I know he did it a lot of times, but I just feel it's for today.
more time, a little softer. Oh, when he speaks, I know his voice. When he speaks, my soul does rejoice. When he speaks, my heart knows no getting beat up. I know we all have stuff, but just going through a lot. And um, I was going to say this morning that I'm thankful when God speaks through his word. So even when we don't feel like it, it's like that's still a small voice that just keeps trying to encourage you. And I sing with my girls, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning all the time. And I want, I just need Jesus to keep filling me up because I don't have enough. And I was listening to a sermon recently and he said at midnight, the ten virgins, they were either ready or they weren't. And I, the word at midnight, we always hear, you know, dark times at, at midnight. That's the midnight hour. And he said at midnight, they got sleepy and tired and dreary. I'm so tired of being in pain, and that's just the honest truth. I'm sick of it. And I keep looking at Jesus, and I'm waiting, but I need him to keep filling me with his word and his spirit and keep my oil burning so um, I was going to sing this a while ago, and I didn't make it. But this morning, this song is not only for me. I'm determined to keep going for Jesus. So you guys know it, but I'm making my dad help me. I've been walking through the valley, through this veil of tears. At times I've even questioned, even if my Lord was near. At times that old tempter says, why not turn around? You can't get any farther, and you're just losing ground. Oh, but I'm not giving up. the grace of God I'll win. 
Jesus in. I 
talk to you about something DJ already talked about this morning Sunday school and uh, I, I made the mistake again of I didn't make a mistake I took the I, I usually search in the scripture early in the week for what God's trying to say to me and I began to study and I began to know where God was pointing me because he took me to one scripture and it's in Matthew 11 28 28 29 and 30 you've heard it many times and I want you to hear it again because I want to pick one of those out and I want you to hear what God was saying to me. And it goes along with our Sunday school lesson, but I didn't read my Sunday school lesson till this morning and I already had my whole message laid out. So if you'd have came to Sunday school, you wouldn't have to hear me right now because DJ did a wonderful job explaining it. But I want you to hear something today that I think the church is losing on. We're losing out as Christians. Now, DJ talked about a church walking forward. If we don't walk forward in unity as a church and we don't walk humbly with God in unity, guess what? We won't walk forward. God's not interested in your pride. He's not interested in how talented you are. He's not inter the only thing he's interested is where is your heart with him? And are you submitted to him? Are you committed to him? And I'm going to tell you something, other. There ain't one of you that did that started on this journey in your own. You started because you started by faith believing, and you also started by humbling yourself before God. How many knows that's true? See, I had to come to the place where I knew I was lost before I could get saved. But once I realized that God was pointing that at me, I remember... As a kid in Asbury Tabernacle, them singing songs, and it come time for the song to stop, but I thought they was going to sing again, so I just sung out. And I was a little kid, about 10 or 11 years old, and it embarrassed me to death because I sung out and everybody else shut up. And I remember looking back at that thinking, boy, I really made a goofy of myself. You know what, though? God began to make me pay a closer attention. And then I heard the pastor say, where will you be if you die tonight? In eternity, where will you be? And I began to think, I know I'm just a kid. I'll probably go wherever mom and dad goes. But then I began to weigh that in my heart because I began to run from God. And I began to back away. And I began to realize I had never been saved. I had never surrendered myself. She sang the song, I Surrender All. You know what? You don't surrender all just one time. You surrender all every day. Lord, I surrender to you. I give up this day and everything that I have, God, because I need you. Now, I want you to listen to this 28th chapter, or 11th chapter of Matthew 28. It says, Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest to your souls. My, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want you to look at verse 29 again. It says, take my yoke upon you. And when you get yoked with Christ, 
Listen to me. You can't get yoked with Christ until you humble yourself down with him. And why did he say that? Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. Then he said something. See, if you stop there, you missed it. Because the next thing he says, because I'm meek and lowly. How many knows Jesus was meek and lowly? Does that make sense? I listened to Bill yesterday. We was at the, uh, I don't see him here. Bill was here earlier. There he is. Sorry, Bill. Look right past you. But Bill said something about Philippians 2, and that, that's where I want to go next. But I thought about what he said because, you know what? God has called us to walk with Christ. I don't walk this walk alone. I walk it with him. How do I walk it with him? I humble myself and walk with him. Do you know that if he was meek and lowly and he walks with us, guess where we're supposed to be? We're supposed to tread meek and lowly. That means get over your righteous, your rights. Get over yourself and start understanding that you're to walk like Christ. When Jesus Christ came into this life, he came as a man. If he hadn't came to be like me and you and walk this walk, but when he came, he brought himself down from heaven and walked as you and I. He, how do you say it? He brought himself low. He came down. He wasn't weak. He was meek and he was lowly. He had a love in his heart. He didn't rise up and fight the fight like sometimes we want to do today. We fight for our rights. Boy, America's got the best uh, uh, hand in the air for fighting for their rights or taking a knee. They think that's the answer. I'll tell you the answer is, the answer is hooking yourself to Christ and walking with him. Because when you get away from that, you've lost the way to walk. It's not just a church walking that way. It's a people. We Christian people ought to be known for humbly walking with God. Because I'm nothing. Without him, I have nothing to brag about. I have nothing to say. I can't put my good works up. I can't put anything I've ever did that's worth anything. All I can say is, Lord, you love me. You talk to me. You speak to my soul. You speak to me like they sung. When he speaks to me, my heart knows. My heart knows that I'm excited inside because when he speaks those little things, Duran, and he lets me know he loves me, that's what makes me go forward. That's what makes me drive. That's what makes me dig the next week into the Bible because I want to hear from him. Because, see, I cannot disconnect myself from this walk with him to do it myself. And there's where I think the church has fallen apart. The church has fallen because they are disconnecting themselves from the walk of a humble and lowly people. All they want to fight about is what I believe, what you believe. Let's fight for our rights. Let's walk with Jesus. Because he's the one who will show the example that we ought to be. I say, that's what I was looking at. I was looking at that. And I thought to myself, we're yoked with Christ to become with him humble and lowly, a servant to others. How many knows Jesus was a servant? He said, I didn't come to be ministered to. I came to minister. How many knows you ain't here to be ministered to? Don't come up and, and, and you can't carry me. You can't carry my shoes. You can't carry my Bible. You can't carry all those things for me and help me to walk. You know what? I got to walk this walk myself. And so do you. 
but the walk is with him. The walk is staying yoked together with him, connected. And that's the problem if we get away from it. To be meek means to be humble. To be lowly means to be cast down. It says yoked. That means connected. We have to be connected. Now I want you to turn to Philippians. I want you to look at the second chapter of Philippians. It says in the first verse of 2 Philippians, it says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of, of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy, that means compassion and tenderness, fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. What's, what's that vainglory? That's self-ambition. You know, we got a lot of churches running on self-ambition. People want to do it their way. They don't want God to mess with them. They know how to make money. They know how to build their church. They know how to put the, put the door. And you know what? I'm not jealous of none of that. You know what I look at? I look at it. If it's of God, I'm all for them. I don't care how much people they got. I don't care where they're coming from. As long as they know him and they're walking with him, I'm for them. But if they're not, and they're not walking, and they're a disgrace by not walking with him, they will turn it around, and the enemy will use it. I'm yelling again, ain't I? Sorry. It says, Lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than himself. Look not every man on his own things, but every man on the, also on the things of others. Now listen to this. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Now, listen to me. He's telling us, imitate Christ's humility. Listen to what he's saying there. Because he's saying, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christian, are you being like Christ? Are you, do you have this humility about yourself? Or does everybody say, get out of his way, he'll run you over. Get out of his way, he'll tell you off. You know, sometimes we leave this life, and people, that was talking about that the other day, what kind of example that we leave people behind. What do they say about you after you're gone? You know what? You can fight. I, I told you this before. I worked on the railroad, and when I worked on the railroad, I got real... Uh, loud and, and a few times because they get talking about union stuff or politics and I'd be finding myself standing up saying my piece and all of a sudden God said to me you're running your testimony you're hurting yourself why? God says get your head out of that world and put your head back where it belongs with me I mean here's what I'm saying if I'm to be yoked with Christ what am I doing fighting that fight all the time? God's telling me, there ain't nothing wrong with standing up for, for what's right and some of those things. I vote every time it's time to vote. But my fight ain't there. My fight is to stay close to Jesus. That's my fight. And this flesh don't want to do that. He goes, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant. 
Jesus, now if anybody had rights to stand up for what he did, it was Christ. How many knows that? He come down this earth. He made this earth. He made all that. He gives life to everyone. Yet he's standing there and he's having to put up with people putting him down and coming against him. He knew exactly what the right answers were on every case. How many knows what I'm talking about? But he didn't fight that fight. He didn't come to fight down here. He didn't come down as God. He didn't come down as, he come down as a man to walk like you and me. He restricted himself to say, I, he was still God, but he was also all man. And he knew to be our Savior, he had to walk where he had to walk. So he humbled himself, and he became lowly and walked for you and I. And he won a battle, and he showed us how to walk this walk. So sometimes, Christian, listen to what I'm telling you. You get caught up in what they're saying. You'll get caught up in what the new church says do. Or you'll get caught up in what the new ideals are. Somebody said it this morning, DJ, about how churches have changed over the years. Or how even, even the, the homes, the families have changed. Things change, but he never changes. Our walk is still the same walk. Our love is still should be a love that we should put others ahead of ourselves. How many knows that's still a Christian walk? No, that's not what we do in America no more. No, it's about us first. What do I get out of it? Listen to what I'm telling you. God's talking to his church. He's trying to prepare us. She sang the song about, about having the lamp ready, having the oil in her, in her lamp. And you know what? If you don't keep your oil in your lamp, you're going to miss it. Stay with what Christ has called you to be. It says, in being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also highly exalted and gave him a name above every name. Now I want you to go to John 13, if you got your Bible. John 13. You that have heard this story, it's a precious story. But can I tell you something? It's the example Jesus set for his disciples. And I want you, if you're serious about living for God, listen to what I'm telling you. Listen to what he's saying here. Because can I tell you something? How many knows Peter was a bold person? Old Peter stuck his foot in his mouth many, many times. Anybody here ever stuck their foot in their mouth? Anybody ever spoke up when they should have shut up? Because they thought they knew, but they really didn't know? Well, let me tell you something, that was Peter. And you know what? Jesus loved Peter. I mean, he took him in everywhere he went. He took Peter, James, and John into the inner crowd with him. But listen to this. In John 13, verse 4, he rose up from supper and he laid aside his garment. This is Jesus. And he took a towel and he girded himself. Listen to me. This is the Son of God. He girded himself. And after he had poured water into a basin, he began to wash his disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, do you, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, What I do, you don't know now, but thou shalt know hereafter. 
I mean, here's what I'm saying. Jesus says, you don't understand this right now, Peter, but you will. You don't get it right now, but you will. Peter said unto him, thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. How many knows? That's what people's doing today. They are getting out of trusting God. They're getting out of saying, God, I'm going to go with what you say. No, I'll do it my way, God. You just bless what I do. Follow me, God. I'll show you how I'm going to do it. And I'm going to tell you something. God's not a bit interested in what you're doing. God wants a committed, a submitted, a, a connected to Christ walk. And if you ain't connected and you ain't walking with him and talking with him, guess what? You're going to be off. And Peter was off and didn't know it. Now I want to tell you something else. Peter at this time has seen Jesus do all kinds of things. He's watched him stop, say to a storm, peace be still, and the wind stopped. He's watched him raise the dead. He watched him do all these things. He just watched him two chapters before raise Lazarus from the dead. How many knows Peter knew Jesus had the power to do all things? And yet he's trying to stand up and say, hey, you ain't going to wash my feet. That sounds like a lot of us. I ain't doing that. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take care of it. Let me tell you something. God's trying to get to your heart. And he's trying to get you into that place where you surrender all. And Peter wasn't ready to surrender all. Peter and the disciples wasn't ready to go where Jesus was going yet. I mean, here's what I'm saying. They were following him. Oh, it was nice when they could get up every morning and say, where's Jesus going? We're going to see a lot of miraculous things today. He's going to feed 5,000. He fed 4,000. He's going to do all these things. And praise God, we're going to get to walk with him and talk with him. We're his sidekicks. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, verse 9, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said unto him, He that is washed needs not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and you are clean, but not all. What he's trying to say, I'm trying to show you something, Peter. I'm trying to show you something. I'm going to wash your feet because I'm showing you what a servant is. DJ, you brought it in. I'm showing you what a servant. Jesus showed us what a servant you want to be in the service for, for the Lord? You want to work for God? You want to live your Christian life where people says he loves God, he serves God. It's about God first in his life. That means you have to become a servant to others. I know we sometimes they go into leadership and all those things, he, that, he that's a servant, be the leader of your people and all those things. But I'm going to tell you something, that is the Christian walk. If you're a Christian in your family, you might be the only one in your family that's living for But I, can I tell you, be a servant. Don't be a hater. Don't be self-righteous. Don't stand by and act like you're somebody you ain't. You ain't nobody but what Jesus has made. And if he don't change you inside, then you ain't nothing. You ain't got nothing to stand on. Then he says, verse 11, 
For he knew who should betray him. Told Peter he was clean, but not all. And he's talking about he's talking about Judas here. He says, Who should betray him? Therefore said he, You are not all clean. Then in verse 12, so after that he had washed their feet and had taken his garments back and he was sat down again, he said unto him, Know you what I have done to you? Listen to what Jesus said to the disciples. Do you know what I just done to you? You call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your, ma your Lord and master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Uh-oh. That means get away from this selfishness. You me, it ain't about my feet. It ain't about me getting the blessing. But I'm supposed to want to serve others and bless others. We've had, we've had foot washings here. That's something old past. And I'm not even sure. Rhoda, you guys have studied scripture all your life. I'm not even sure that he's really talking about doing foot washing. But what he's trying to show you is be a servant. He's saying there's nothing that you should not be willing to do for someone else just like you'd want them to do for you. I mean, here's what I'm saying. Become the servant that Jesus called us to be. We've got to follow that. We've got to get a hold of that. If we don't get a hold of it, we can't walk this walk and do any good. People need to see the love of Jesus. They don't see it. They see your church. They see your doctrine. They see you walking in and out with a nice suit on or something like that or singing a beautiful song. But can I tell you something? Where's the love of Jesus at? Because our nation is losing it. Losing it. They've lost their way. The smarter we get, the dumber we are. I'm not criticizing. I'm telling you we're, we're in trouble. We need to repent. We need to go back and say, Lord, connect me with you. Put this, put this yoke upon me and help me to walk this walk the way I'm supposed to walk it. And quit trying to do it my way. We quit churches and go to other places just because it don't fit what we like to do. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus came and he put on what the Father sent him to do. And he didn't take it off. And he didn't change his mind. And he didn't turn it to a soft seat somewhere or sit on the bank and say, you bring them to me. No, he got up and he went. And that's where we're supposed to be. He says in uh, verse four. This, verse 15, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. Happy are you. We ought to be happy Christians to serve others. Boy, oh boy, you're talking about quiet. I could hide right here. It's quiet. You know why? Because you know what? It bothers me. I don't want to serve somebody. I want to be served. We go to restaurants, and if they don't get it there that quick, man, what's the matter? You hire somebody if you got to, because I got to have my food. I'm hungry. I'm in a hurry. And it better be good. Let me tell you something. That's not, that's not God like. I'm sorry, but that's not Christian like. We need to pay attention wherever we go. And remember this, 
Remember this, Christian, I don't care who you are. Your neighbor's everybody that God puts in your life. Might be your family, might be your friends, might be your neighbors actually next door, might be the people down the street, but they're watching your life. And do they see Christ in you? Or do they see somebody that's pompous and arrogant and prideful? Can I tell you something? That doesn't come from God. That's why you don't see Jesus doing that. He's humble. He's meek. He's lowly. He came to be to minister to others, not to be ministered to. He came to pay a price. You're here, Christian, to pay a price. Pay the price. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just telling you, find your place. But remember this. Don't get rattled up in who you are. Get rattled up and say, Lord, I want more of you every day. I want you to hold me in your arms. I want you to talk to me in the morning and tell me where I'm going. And I want you to talk to me at night and tell me where I failed you. But I want to get better at this, Lord. I don't want to run from it. I want to run to it. Mark. 14, and I'm just about working on the end of it. Mark 14, I want you to hear this. This is about Peter. I told you he is a bold guy. He got himself in trouble. He did it again. It says in verse 29 of Mark 14, But Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, Jesus said, Tonight you'll all be offended in me. Talking to his disciples. But now Peter, grand, he was bold. Oh, no, Lord, you can't go. Uh, not me. I've seen you. I'll walk with you, Lord. Not me. I wouldn't deny you. I won't turn away from you. You all know the story. But he said in verse 29, he said, But Peter said unto him, Although all should be offended, yet will not I. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say to you, this, that this day, even this night, before the cock crows twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. But he spake the more vehemently. Peter spoke up even greater. And he said, if I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. Likewise also said they all. They all started chiming in. Now look at the last verse of that 14th chapter. It's all the way back at verse 72 of Mark 14. It says, in the second time the cock crew. And Peter called to mind the words that Jesus said to him. Before the cock crowed twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And when he thought thereon, he began to weep. How many knows? Peter realized, I did it again. I stuck my big mouth out. And I said something that I couldn't follow through. How many has tried to say, Lord, I'll serve you. Whatever happens, I'll serve you. I got a tag or something. He said, I'll serve you. Not me. I would never deny you. I've been through too much with you. I've seen too much. But what did he do? He denied it. And when it finally came to him, he couldn't do nothing but weep because he knew somewhere along the line, Peter wasn't getting it. Somewhere along the line, Christian, we're not getting it. I mean, here's what I'm saying. See, we need boldness, but not the boldness of this flesh. Not the boldness of you. You need a boldness that comes from him. 
How many knows God's got a boldness for every one of us? He'll bring you out of your closet. He'll make you speak up. I used to be the quietest kid. I'm telling you, I couldn't even get up in school. I couldn't give a report. I took D's and F's because I could not stand in front of people. Now look at what God told me to do. I'm telling you, it's embarrassing sometimes. And I sweat like a, a pig. And it took a long time to even get here. But it ain't about me. It's about what he did inside of me. And I can't be quiet about what he does inside of me. When he speaks to me, I've got to speak it for him. It comes in, Bobby, you said it. It comes in, I've got to give it out. God is too gracious to you. God has done, I can look at, I can look at people here today and I see them. I remember when you got saved, Mike. I remember when you came to this church. I remember when Larry got saved. I remember when Cindy got saved. I remember people coming in. And I remember the times they got baptized. I remember the things that's happened in their lives. And I thought, oh, God, only you could change a life like that. Nobody else. We can't walk away from that. We're still the same humble person that said, Lord, I'm sorry I'm a sinner. And I want to be set right in your eyes. I want to be at peace with my heavenly father. And I want to walk for you and I want to serve. That's who God wants us to be. After the crucifixion and the resurrection, Jesus questioned Peter three times in John 21, Lovest thou me? And he told him to feed his sheep. How many know Jesus knew Peter was suffering? Jesus went ahead and died on the cross without... And he's about his help. He had to go alone. He had to go somewhere knowing none of them, them that followed him could go. But he told them, one day you'll understand. One day you'll know. Peter was hard, having a hard time. He got up and said, even after Jesus arose and appeared to him, he said, I go fishing. And he took the disciples to fishing. But when Jesus showed up on the shore, and he fixed him a little fish, and he said to Peter, you love me, Peter? Feed my sheep. What's he saying, Peter? You remember that when I washed your feet and I told you? You're to be a servant, Peter. To be a servant, we need to feed God's people. We need to feed the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the only good news that's out there. There is no other good news. It's not coming around the corner. This is it, the gospel. It's precious. It's beautiful. It's lovely. We can praise him every week. We can sing about it. Sometime when you're down, just come on back in anyway. Because I tell you right now, if you stand here and look at another Christian, pretty soon you'll be standing there with your hands in the air. Because that's what God does for us. He lifts us up. He helps us walk together. After the Holy Spirit fell, here's what I want you to hear. Peter stood in the second chapter of Acts, and I know y'all don't want me to go there, so I'm not going to go there. But I'm going to tell you this one little part of it. Because see, Peter was listening as the Holy Spirit fell, and the people were confused because people were speaking in tongues, and the things was happening, and people were hearing in their own language. And this miraculous thing was happening, and Jesus is already gone. He left them. He told them to wait for the promise, and it showed up. And here they are standing there, and all of a sudden this 
Peter that always stuck his nose into everything. He decided, I can't take it no more. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was in him. And the Holy Spirit rose him up off of his seat, Bill, and he began to say, it is not what you think. They are not drunk like you think they are. This was written by the prophet Joel. How many knows what I'm saying? All of a sudden, Peter is doing something right this time. He jumped up because the power of the Spirit of God was in him and made him arise and defend the truth of the gospel. Now he's bold for the right reason. Now there's a boldness in him that's right. Everybody around him knew it. He said, for these are not drunk as you suppose, seeing it's about the third hour of the day, but this is that which spoke about Job. And all the way into the fourth chapter of Acts, it says, after they had preached, after Peter and John had went to the temple and healed the lame man, and, and they threw him in prison, and they were trying to shut him up like they did Jesus, it says in the 29th, chapter, or 29th verse of the fourth chapter, and now, Lord, behold the threatenings, listen to him, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness that we may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken and they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word with what? Boldness. You know what Peter realized? Now I see where it's at. It ain't about me defending myself. It's about me willing to be a servant to serve this beautiful, glorious gospel that Jesus brought us, that he paid for. Yeah, it's going to cost you something. Yeah, you can't get up and say, it's all about me and what I want to do. What am I going to do with my money? What am I going to do with my things? What am I going to do with my time? What am I going to do with me? Me, 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 me. And you know what? We're in a country that that's what they think every day. We quit. And somebody said it, and you know it's true. We quit raising up kids to go to the mission field. Now we raise them up to go to college, to get more educated with things that are against God. I'm sorry. I'm not picking on your education. Everybody needs it. Something's wrong with our country. We've turned away from God. Praise God. We need nurses, doctors. We need everybody that's smart. And I praise God that they're here. I was a, a guy that used to say that I could, I could run trains. And, and he, they said monkeys could run trains. So I don't know if that's true or not. But, but the truth is that was about as far as my brain went. But I ran trains for all them years. You know what? That made me nothing. If I don't have Jesus, I'll have nothing. Can I tell you? I don't know where I'm at without him. He's been the only reason that I live. He's been the only reason that I get up and fight for life today. Because I want to be obedient to him every day. And yes, I'm going to walk this walk until I walk right into the uh, streets of gold. That's where my next step, that's what I want to do. I'm not looking for the way out of this. I'm not looking for a way around it. I want to be what Jesus wants me to be. And it ain't about me. That's what every one of us, we're children of God. He paid for us to be in this place where we're saved and we're bound with him. 
praise God, committed and submitted to walk with him. That's where we're missing it. We're missing it by not walking with him. Quit looking for what you what pleases you. Look for what pleases him. You'll find yourself doing what God wants you to do. <clears throat> Come on back up, baby. Psalm 34 says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, save as such of a contrite spirit. That means a crushed spirit. How many knows repentance needs to be taught again? Repentance needs to be preached again. If we, the church, don't repent, how do we expect anybody else to find with Jesus? We need to repent of what's happening. And it says in, Isaiah, in Psalm 51, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Isaiah 57, 15. For thus saith the, Lord, the high and lofty one. How many knows who this high and lofty one is? That's God. Now listen to me. He said, For thus says the high and lofty one that inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him. With who? Do you want to be there? Listen to me. With him also that is of a contrite and a humble spirit. To revive the spirit of the humble. See, I'm going to tell you something. You may call me lowly. You may call me meek. You know, they, they uh, used to kid me because my name's Timmy, and they called me Timothy. You know? And uh, you know what? I don't really understand it myself. I didn't really care. But the real truth is, it ain't really nothing to do with that. Can I tell you something? We are to be these people that from a humble heart, did you know what God's going to do? God's going to revive us. He comes in and he takes that meekness and that lowliness and all of a sudden you're standing before people like Peter and you, you know Peter preached the first five chapters I think of Acts. Peter keeps jumping up, putting his two cents in. And he was the one that probably had it in his mind. I ain't never going to say another thing. I did wrong every time I did. But no, God brought him out of that. And God will bring you out. But you first have to submit yourself to him. Lord, I want to be yoked with you. How do I be yoked with you? Learn to walk meek and lowly with him. I can't, I can't walk this and then tell the Lord, just bless everything I want to do. That's not, that's not walking meek and lowly with him. You hear what I'm saying, Christian? We're to be meek and lowly. So this is not a popular message. I can tell you right now, they're probably not preaching this message over to a country. But I'm going to tell you something. God wants us to come back to him. Come back to he is the one that I lean on. He's the one that I depend on. Do you lean on him daily? Do you lean on him for the answers to what's, what decisions you're making? Do you know every decision you make might make a difference in your life or those around you? God's saying, trust me. All the way in the, in the book of Peter, Peter said, verse chapter 2, he said, 21, he said, For even here and two were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. How many know we're supposed to follow the steps of Christ? 
And on down in, in chapter 5 of 1 Peter, this is Peter again. It says, likewise, you younger, submit yourself to the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that you may be exalted in, that he may, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. How many know what it's saying? Humble yourself before him. He'll exalt you when he wants to use you. And before you know it, you know what? And I've said this to Larry one time. Larry, you might, I don't know what you were before you got saved. But whatever you were, God took you, cleaned you up, and set you on a pedestal in front of people. And Larry, you can't deny God has done miraculous things. Everywhere Larry went, people say, that's a man of God. Everywhere Larry went, they'd want him to tell him about the, the Lord that was on his side and what he had done in his life. And he told me one time, he said, I've been forgiven much. That must be why I love much. And I can't help it. I just know what he did for me. And that makes me love people. And that makes me reach out when I know most of what they're saying, they're just blind to what the truth is. I even think our president's blind. I know you don't believe that. But you know what? He needs prayer. Because I don't want him to go to hell. In spite of whatever I disagree with him, I don't want him to go to hell. I don't want nobody to go to hell. But it's our gospel that he's given. Jesus paid the price to give us the gospel to carry to the world. And if we're not showing it, we're not doing what God has told us to do. That's what he's after. Church America. I listened to those ships and I listened to those young men that had gone to the war in 1940s. They were just 17, 18 year old kids out on ships being told what to do. And I thought, oh God, you had a plan bigger than they were. You were doing a mighty thing even in this country. Even when we didn't know what we were doing. Even when Peter didn't know what Peter was doing. God was showing Peter, Peter, you don't get it. It's not you that will bring this boldness. It's not, I'm not after your characteristics. I'm after you, Peter. I want you to submit yourself and to be connected with me and walk with me. Praise God. I'm going to stop it. You don't want me to, but I will. God loves you. Whatever's happening in this life, whatever time God has given us left, listen to me. I want to win this race. And I want to walk this race all the way. I got nothing to go back to. I got no life back here. My, that old man that keeps trying to get back in there, and get, you know what? He'll show up. Anytime you give, take your eyes off God, he'll show up. But if you'll turn, walk with him daily. You'll find out he'll take you places you never thought you'd ever do. Do things you never thought you'd ever see. Praise God. He's out to reach the lost. And if you're going to be connected to him, that's what you're to do. Look for him. Listen for him. Don't be a taker. Be a giver. Be a giver for the gospel. Be a servant. 
Jesus. That's what he's calling every one of us. That don't mean you've got to be the preacher. That don't mean you've got to be the teacher. That don't mean you've got to do anything what I do or what somebody else tells you. You do what Jesus tells you. And you walk it the best you know how. And he will lift you up in your due time. Praise God. Everybody stand. While they sing something. You don't know Christ as your Savior. That's the first step. Because you can have good intentions. You know, Peter had boldness with good intentions. A lot of people that way. They got good intentions. DJ, you go work at these places, and you get in there among these CEOs and these people that are big bosses, and they got good intentions. But sometimes they're way off. Sometimes they have no idea what they're what sometimes you just have to sit back and wait wait for things to work out god is waiting patiently on his people to be submitted to his word come to him let him lead your life be connected with him be yoked together with christ and he will take you where you need to go while they sing you need to pray this gospel God is saying the days are short. It's in everything we're doing. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to warn you. You come on this. I want to serve. 